Hello friends, a warm welcome from Aussies Group. My name is Malcolm and I'm your PT coach. And we are back yet again with another of our live session series. And today's session mainly, I very happily titled it as the mistakes to avoid. Because I've seen that a lot of people unfortunately miss out their desired scores by just making very silly mistakes, which ideally they should not have made. But under pressure, as all of us know, it's really easy, you know, to lose the nose and mistakes do happen. It's a part of life. But yes, we need to avoid them. So, well, um, before I start, just to let you all know that the month of May has been really successful for me personally, because more than 50 of my students have got a score of eight each. And as a group company like pttutorials.com, more than 100 students have got eight each. Even in the month of April, like 103 students had got eight each and the whole Aussies group and PT tutorials as a com combined group. So pretty good uh, the response has been and which proves that obviously the strategies which we share, the techniques which we share, we obviously want to help the people and they're working. It's delivering the results. Also, we came out with our June prediction file just a few days back. I think it was last to last week. Like we come out in the last week of every month with a new prediction file for the next month so if you want to be updated with the recent questions in pt the recent trends just download it it's free of cost and the link will definitely be shared over here as well now coming back to the main concern that which are the mistakes we should avoid at all costs ideally i should have named the session mistakes to avoid at all costs at in the pt exam well coming to the first thing which is speaking before the test starts there is enough opportunity to check the mic. There's ample time to check the mic. So please check the mic enough number of times before the test starts, because if there are issues with the mic, then obviously the score is going to be down. And then you can't blame anyone and you can't even blame the center. So it's your duty to check the mic enough number of times. Second, very important thing is the position of the mic. Now, many times people ask me like, Malcolm, what should be the best position for the mic? And many people, unfortunately, I've seen, especially girls, they keep it like parallel to the nose. Even guys keep it like that. And unfortunately, that's not the best position. Um, generally, keep it slightly below the lips. Keep it above the chin and below the lips. So somewhere in the center of your lips and chin. Another thing is that the mic handle, I mean, the actual mic is a big one generally at most of the test centers. And it's a bit far away from your mouth. So try to bring it a bit closer because if it's too far, then again, the score is going to be less. So just be careful with the mic. And if there's any disturbance whatsoever, lodge a complaint immediately, don't take it lightly and try to get a new mic immediately because um, PT says they are very high quality noise cancellation mics and actually they are. But if you hear a lot of, you know, your neighbor's voice along with your sound, then it's better that you request a new pair of mic, a um, new set of mic headphones and get it. Also, before the test starts, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, you're somebody next to you might start the test before you and they might be really loud. So if you think that people next to you are too loud, then you can just raise your hand immediately because PT says that if you face any issue, just raise your hand immediately and lodge a complaint. Don't wait till the end of the test. And after that, if you go to them and if you tell them that I had so-and-so problem, he was too loud, obviously they are not going to listen to you. They'll tell you that why didn't you complain, you know, when the problem happened. So just use your presence of mind in the test and lodge a complaint as soon as anything happens, raise your hand. And again, remember, I'm not saying that. PT itself says that, that you should raise your hand immediately as soon as you face any issue. Now coming to the first module, which is speaking, 
and in the real exam under pressure you know since the first task in the exam is read aloud it's very easy to make mistakes unfortunately that's the reality if you're under pressure you might be a bit too fast and if you make a mistake being too fast then again your confidence will go down and you'll keep on making mistakes this happens with a lot of test takers who you know are a bit nervous at the beginning of the test so first thing is just be relaxed you know have a good cup of coffee or something like eat like a chocolate it generally acts like a stimulant and you know the mind is a bit mentally alert you can stay a bit mentally awake and generally or hopefully you'll not make mistakes second very important thing is that even if you make a mistake don't worry it's not the end of the world you still have a lot of questions left there are approximately 70 to 75 questions in the whole exam so if one question goes bad it's okay yeah something i mean unpleasant has happened but what to do you got to deal with it so just keep on going on it's okay you'll have enough chances to rectify your mistakes so keep your mind really relaxed don't be too relaxed otherwise you might feel a bit sleepy as well so just be a bit relaxed and just let it go move on to the next question just go with the flow um, in read aloud, even if you make a mistake, like one of the students has commented that his name is Virpal. Hi Virpal, thanks for joining in. Well, he has commented that he's facing problems in read aloud and got 56 for pronunciation and the speaking score was 86. Yes, Virpal, speaking 86 is a good score, but obviously it's not the best score. You can easily still improve it. You can get those four points which you've lost. Well, pronunciation generally depends on the clarity. So maybe if you're a bit too fast in read aloud, don't be too fast because sometimes people are too fast and speaking too fast never helps because if you're too fast, it won't be clear. So try to rectify because I haven't heard your speaking yet. So maybe if you think you're too fast, you can also talk to your tutor because I know you are there on the PT tutorials telegram group as well. I've seen your name. So you can ask your mentor, you can ask your tutor that am I too fast? He or she will guide you for that and uh, yes for read aloud if you're facing problems and one of the simplest solution is that generally in the exam you do get a pen right you get a pen to take notes so that pen you can just move it on the screen and you can just try to speak when the pen is moving you know so that will sync your eyes your tongue your mind everything should be in sync obviously and hopefully you will not make mistakes and also in the first 35 or 40 seconds before the beep in read aloud you can just try to read it out a bit fast a couple of times so that you know what is in the passage you know few words will be difficult or could be difficult so you can rehearse those words in the first 35 40 seconds that's the best way to utilize the time a bit smartly and never practice it in your mind because everybody's going to be loud next to you so it's better you also do the same thing just practice it you know in the first 30 or 40 seconds by actually speaking it you know that's the best way to improve read aloud and yes most of the students tell me that read aloud questions are repeated from the prediction file so if you've got prediction files for may and june and april you can just have a look most of them are repeated questions in the real exam very high chances you can get them in your real exam as well so definitely please have a look well rami has a comment as well hi rami thanks for joining in he's saying that speaking is 90 reading is 75 writing is 76 and listening is only 65 what question should i focus more for listening thanks well, thanks for asking. Well, um, since your listening is only 65, then definitely you need to focus on retail lecture. That's the first thing. Second thing should be repeat sentence as well. Thirdly, answer short questions is again important for the listening score. It's very, very important. So please don't take answer short questions lightly because if that goes down, the listening score you know goes down very quickly sometimes. So just be a bit careful because many times people ignore answer short questions. 
Well, but 65, honestly, yes, it's too low, unfortunately, and I'm sure your requirement is eight each. And for that, I think you need to focus more on summarized spoken text, listening, fill in the blanks, and write from dictations. Because I think most of the people, almost all the people who don't get their results code in listening, listening and writing, and since you also not got in writing, I think you should mainly focus on summarize spoken text, listening, fill in the blanks, and write from dictation. Just focus on these three tasks. You ace these three tasks, and I'm pretty, pretty sure your score will jump up. And I think you need to be really very careful with summarize spoken text and write from dictation. Those two tasks, especially. Even in the listening blanks, generally what we suggest is that if you're not sure of any spelling, best is just leave that word. Don't take a chance. Don't be a hero at the wrong time and the wrong place. You'll have to pay the price for that. So if you're not sure about the spelling, best option is just leave that word. Don't attempt it. That, and that is also one of the mistakes we should avoid. So thanks for asking the question. Many people write a word, you know, for example, you might get a word like unabashedly. And the accent is sometimes really horrible in the real exam, you know. So if the word comes like unabashedly and it just comes and goes, it's really fast. So I would suggest that if you're not sure, don't leave it. And by the way, it's a real test question. It's a real test word. And the spelling is U-N-A-B-A-S-H-E-D-L-Y, unabashedly. So such things do happen in the real exam. That's why I need to be very, very careful. Hope I answered your question. Thanks. Well, Sachi has a comment. Hello, sir. Can you please give some tips on SST? I'm also getting always getting low marks in the writing section. What are the areas I need to focus on? Thank you. Well, if you're getting a low score in writing always, then yes, you need to be good at SST. Now, in SST, which is summarized spoken text, try to form um, slightly simple sentences. Don't go for complex sentences at all. Write generally four to five sentences in your answer because it should be multiple sentences. It should never be a single sentence, definitely. Third thing is that if you're not sure about any word, even if it comes a lot of times in the audio, please don't write that word. Because if you write the wrong spelling in SST, then obviously the score goes down. Fourthly, you need to be really careful with the grammar you use. That's why I said focus only on simple sentences. Don't write too many complex sentences. Otherwise, chances of mistakes may go up if you're not accurate with your grammar. And always follow the guideline, which is 50 to 70 words. That should be the word count. So try to write an answer which is, you know, not too short, not too lengthy. Maybe around 60 words would do the trick. You don't have to write a very lengthy answer. You don't have to put in all the information from the question in the answer. You just need the main words, right? It's called a summary. So you don't need everything in your answer. Just focus on the main words. If you get the main words, then hopefully it should be more than enough. Um, I hope I answered your question. And yes, for writing, you also need to focus on write from dictation because maybe there's an issue with the grammar which you use in writing. So be very careful with words ending with ES, ED. Those words generally make the difference in the score. And last but not the least, um, you also need to be working on your drop down, fill in the blanks in the reading section, which are called reading and writing blanks. Because reading and writing blanks give marks to reading and writing. And it's an integrated task, means it's super important for the writing score. So just be careful in these tasks. Also, get your essays checked, you know, from somebody who is good at essay writing, because you might not be able to pick up your own mistakes. So get your essays checked, get your summaries also checked. So work on these tasks, only your writing score should definitely go up. Thank you, Sachi. <clears throat> well, 
I've got another comment from Neetu. Any tips for 79, please, whether to follow templates or not? Yes, you can follow templates, but many times templates are a bit suicidal. So if you don't know how to use a template, then I would say just avoid a template. I mean, you can follow a template, but they're a bit risky sometimes. If the template is really well written, you can easily get a 90 from that template, but you should know how to use that template, you know, because there are very few templates which are really good. And it's very easy to make a mistake with a template. That's the only problem with a template. Like there are thousands of templates for available for everything in life, you know. But out of those thousand, maybe only, you know, five or ten are actually worth following. Otherwise, it's a waste. And it's more detrimental than helpful. Because in tasks like summarize spoken text, write essay, summarize written text, you know, even if you make one mistake, chances are very high that you'll have to book the test again. You'll have to rebook the test because the penalty is so severe that you'll have a super, super low score maybe in the integrated module or something like that. So just be a bit careful with templates, that would be my suggestion. But yes, the question, I mean, the answer to your question is yes, you can get 79 plus using templates. Yes, you can. Well, um, another thing, um, just a second, please. Well, Chahal has a comment, what to do, sir, if uh, we've got a very short lecture for SST. Well, if the lecture is short, Chahal, then you need to be quick in taking notes, obviously. I'm sorry, your name is Chahal Kamal. So you need to be really quick in taking notes because sometimes, yes, you're right, the lecture can be short, but then you need enough words. So try to note really quickly, you know. Actually, your mind should be really ready because you already have a break of 10 minutes before the listening module. So in that break, just recoup your energy, just mentally be a bit alert and just start noting da -da 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 as soon as the audio starts because there's no time to think, there's no time to react. And if you think that you're good at typing, then I would suggest just start typing directly instead of writing, you know. You can just type your, I mean, directly on the screen, whatever you hear, and then just try to edit it and make it grammatically accurate. Because grammar, I can't emphasize how important it is, you know. If you make even a single mistake, as I said earlier, you might have to rebook your exam. So just be really, really, really quick. I hope I answered your question. Well, Dilip has a question. Hi, uh, how many sentences maximum we can write in SST? So thanks for asking, Dilip. Um, there's no limit as to how many sentences you may write. You can write any number of sentences. It's not fixed. I mean, PT just has given a guideline for the number of words, like 50 minimum, 70 maximum. So that's all. You just follow the guideline. Maybe it's going to be three, four or five sentences. Generally, that's what people do. Minimum three, maximum maybe five or six. More than six, I don't think, I mean, it's required, obviously. So just be following the guideline, that's it. Well, Alfred John has a comment. How to improve in reading sections like fill in the blanks? Well, a very simple answer to your question is practice. The more you practice, the more you get used to it. But as you would already be aware, I'm sure you are aware, that most of the times questions are quite repetitive in the real exam. And you can always download the prediction files which are made by our company, which are made by our team, which is PT Tutorials. So a lot of times people do get questions directly from the prediction file. And yeah, that can be really helpful because those questions do come in the exam. So if you read the questions, you know the answers. But yeah, at the same time, we should always not rely on the prediction file because you might get those questions, you might not go to get those questions. So best thing is just try to understand the grammar. Just try to understand the context of the passage because I've seen many times people unnecessarily hurry up in blanks. And you know, um, generally I always say that if you want to get a good score in reading, you need to like what you're reading, you know. If you're, you sometimes people have a very, you know, stuck mind, very stubborn mindset that 
this passage is not to my liking. Well, what to do? You need to get the right answer. So obviously, start, you know, just have a positive approach to the passage. Try to understand the meaning of the passage, the meaning of the words, the words before and after the blanks. Generally, those are the ways you improve. And yes, PT checks a lot of collocations in the blanks. So you need to be really good at collocations. Collocations are words which are co-located. If you're not good at collocations, it's really, really tough to get a high score in reading. So just work on vocabulary, work on grammar, work on collocations. These three things are mainly the crux on which the reading score is based. Thanks. Well, I've got another comment from Shona Bao. Sir, I used to get 19 speaking, but now it reads 70 at 79. I didn't change anything in my speaking, sir. Well, Shona, I'm sorry to say, but if you didn't change anything, then why did the software change your score? So nobody likes to reduce your score, right? Why will the software not give you a 90? So what happens? Yes, I agree with you. Like we feel that nothing has changed, but yes, something has changed. Otherwise, the score will not change, right? So maybe you've changed your speed. Maybe the pauses have changed. They've increased, they've decreased. Something like that should have happened. The score will not change on its own. Like the software is the same. Everything is the same. So try, you know, maybe if you remember how you used to speak before, just try to record your few of your answers and just try to hear them again and again. Just try to understand. And then in your, even your heart, within your heart, you will find out that maybe something has changed. Or maybe in the real exam, you were not that fluent. Maybe you took an unnecessary pause. Maybe you didn't pause at all, which is again wrong. You have to take correct pauses. You have to speak at the correct speed. If you are too slow or too fast, the score definitely goes down. So something I think might have changed with your speed. And my doubt is maybe in described image or retail lecture, maybe, I don't know, there, there might have been some change. Also, in answer short questions, there were a lot of mistakes. The score might go down, So, but not this much generally. So try to focus on the main task, like describe image, retail lecture. I think maybe something has changed over there. I hope I answered your question. Thank you. Well, uh, just looking for other comments. If there are any other comments which I should answer. <clears throat> Well, um, I think I've answered most of the comments. Now, coming again back to the mistakes, which we should avoid, obviously. Well, uh, one of the major mistakes people do is also in write from dictation. So it's not a mistake mistake, but it happens. So the mistake is something like this, that mainly words ending with, you know, E, S, and E, D. So just try to follow the basic rule in grammar that after a singular noun, you generally have a plural verb. And after a plural noun, you generally have a singular verb. For example, the student sits on the chair. So student is singular, sits and with S. And if it's the opposite, it will be the students sit on the chair. Like students end with S, sit ends without an S. So generally it's opposites. Just keep this simple thing in mind. It will solve most of the problems in right from dictation. The other thing is called apostrophe S, you know. When it's a possessive noun followed by another noun, you always need apostrophe S, the small dash S, that's called an apostrophe S. Now, sometimes the apostrophe needs to be after the word and before the S, sometimes it needs to be after the word and after the S. So it depends whether it's a singular apostrophe or a plural apostrophe. For example, the student's wife is late. So that apostrophe has to come before the last S in the word students. But if you're saying the students' wives are late, so obviously it's wives, that's more than one. So we're talking about multiple stu students, 
So that's why the apostrophe mark should come after the S. Now, if you make this mistake in the exam, believe me, it's a major grammar mistake and the score definitely goes down. So be very, very careful about such things. Thirdly, also be very careful about punctuation marks. You know, if there's a pause in the sentence structure, if there's a discernible pause, then it's a comma most of the time. So just think whether there's a pause or not. Just try to think, you know, with a very grammatical mindset. You think like you're a, uh, you know, you're just following grammar. The only thing which is going to save your life is grammar. Focus always on grammar and tasks like summarize spoken text, write from equation. Generally, it never fails. Well, Alfred has a question. What are the most important tasks we should have to practice more? Yes, for practice, I can recommend repeat sentence in speaking, write from dictation in listening. Also, the listening blanks you should practice, even highlight incorrect words you should practice. Actually, the more you practice, the better you get. You're like, you know, they say that you do the same thing for 1,000 days, you become an expert at it. It's something like that. You don't have to, I mean, you know, toil for 1,000 days, but still, the more you do, the better. So even describing as retail lectures are very easy tasks. And once you learn the correct way, generally it's difficult to unlearn it, you know. So try to follow the correct approach and describe image retail lecture. But mainly practice is required generally for read aloud, repeat sentence, and write from dictation. Thank you. Well, Amir Mohammed has a comment. I got 79 in all but 54 in speaking. Used to get 90 in speaking. What could be the fault? Well, the fault could be that maybe you are following a template which is not meant for you personally. And maybe that task is describe image and maybe also retail lecture. So mainly I think it's describe image. So try not to follow the template you're following and describe image. Maybe it's a horrible template. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't suit your style of speaking. So I think that's the reason. There's no other reason. Because if you get 79 in everything, then the only task which is not integrated in speaking is describe image, which means you're doing something horribly wrong in describe image. I hope I answered your question, Amir. Thank you. Well, Pradeep has a question. I'm sorry, a comment. Not scoring well in speaking. Should we use fake foreign accent? As being Indian, we have different accent. No, Pradeep, not at all. You don't need a fake accent at all. But yes, maybe, you know, if like there are some people from different regions from India, they have a very strong accent. You don't need a fake accent, but you need to neutralize your accent. For example, what do I say? Like, you know, some people from the north of India, they join S and P together. For example, instead of support, many people from North India just say sport, you know? So that's obviously the wrong pronunciation. Similarly, many times people from west of India, like Gujarat, and even people from east, like Orissa, you know, have a problem with so and show sounds. Like many, I'm from Gujarat, I'm from Ahmedabad in India. Many times people, instead of education, they say education, you know, this is son, multiplication. So that's a major error. It is not multiplication, it's multiplication. So just focus on these words and try to be as clear as you can be. Don't stress on the words, don't fake the accent. But if you think you have an accent, then try to neutralize the accent. Like no accent is the best accent in my opinion. So try to speak without any accent and just be very clear. Don't stress on the words. Just be clear. Focus on clarity. Thank you. Well, Alfred John has another comment. Whether the introduction part is important for our exam? Well, it's important in a way because you can't skip it. You'll have to say something. But yes, it's not scored. It's an unscored item. It's just to make you a bit comfortable and so that PT can get some information about you, some more information than they already have. <laughs> so it's just like that. So you, it's not necessary. I mean, it's not that important. You just have to be your normal self. Like, hi, my name is Malcolm. I'm from blah, blah, blah place. I'm taking PT so that my English improves. I hope to get a good score. That's it. 
so just be very you know very frank you don't have to hide anything you don't have to say anything extra just keep it very casual that's it well thanks i hope i answered the question well another very important thing i would like to say is that in the essay a very common mistake which people make you know people mix their english by mix their english i mean mix their spelling the english with the use of the spelling like british and american so try to follow only one type of english try not to mix your english if you're following american english then just follow american spellings for all the words in the essay similarly in the summaries if you're following british english just follow british english like pt says you have to follow one english per task and any recognized form of english is accepted by pte like any convention which is recognized is recognized by and accepted by pt so just stick to one thing i th i think that's one of the common mistakes by the score of spelling goes down a lot so just stick to one spelling another thing i can think of is in the reading section like people are not that good at managing the time so just be a bit careful in reading because the order of the questions is not necessarily fixed but most of the times the first task is going to be the reading and writing fill in the blanks which are popularly known as drop down blanks now these tasks are super important for the reading and writing score so just be very accurate as accurate as you can be second task is only multiple choice choose multiple answer question type this task is not that important and the passages are really lengthy so just be a bit smart and if you're not sure don't select more than one answer just select the answer which you're 100% sure about third task is going to be reorder paragraphs that task is important definitely so just focus on that task also the fourth task is the reading fill in the blanks which are called drag and drop blanks so just be very accurate with those as well because they also contribute greatly to the reading score finally the last task is multiple choice to single answer that task is not that important so anyway it's the last task so you give the time it deserves maybe the last one or two minutes for one or two questions that's it okay I've got another comment from Pradeep. Please suggest sections in which we can use a template and sections in which we should never use a template. Well, very interesting question. So, see, you can use a template for everything. I mean, but you should know how to use the template. So, I don't have a very straightforward answer to your question like use a template in this, don't use a template in this, but just be a bit smart. Like in most of the tasks, you might not even need a template. Like in summarize written text. Like what template will you use? I mean, I've got so many people using it. You may asking me like, should we use a template and summarize written text? I mean, why should you use any template? You just have to write a summary on the text which is already written on the screen in a single sentence. So you don't need a template. Uh, in the essay, if somebody asks me, I can understand that sometimes templates are easy. Sometimes people are good at memorizing uh, things. So yeah, you can use a template. And just be a bit careful. I mean, you can even for summarized spoken text, you may use a template, but you should know how to use a template because if you don't know it, it's going to be a mess, total mess. That's the main problem. Well, Rupinder has a comment, sir. Favor or favor? If we use British English, yes, Rupinder. For in British English, always remember you use the U. So F A V O U R, C O L O U R, L A B O U R. All these are examples of British English. F-A-V-O-R is American English. F-A-V-O-U-R is British English. So follow only one per task. Hope I answered the question. Thanks. Well, Rahul has a comment. Sir, in problem and solution type of essay, how can we split the paragraphs? Whether we should give B1 and B2 as problems and in conclusion as solutions? Well, honestly speaking, Rahul, uh, the software is not much concerned like how you structure your problem and solution. Like... But yeah, common sense says that how will you give a solution without stating a problem? So maybe the problem will come in B1, the solution may come in B2, 
commonsensically maybe that could be the outcome right if you think logically but as i'm saying it's not compulsory like body one and body two can be both can be about problems and maybe you know in the conclusion very quickly you summarize all your solutions maybe anything like that can also work so don't worry too much about like what to fit to wear just try to focus on not making mistakes because remember it's a task of writing and writing means spelling grammar mainly spelling and grammar and typing there should be no typing mistakes like every full stop you need to leave a space after every comma you need to leave a space after every full stop you need to leave a space and start with a capital letter so just focus on the basics because the software is built on basics if you're not good at basics the software is definitely not going to give you a good score even if everything's chalked out perfectly and logically so just focus on spelling and grammar mainly very important things all right so um i think yeah one more question Vijayan Pillai has commented that to score marks in speaking and reading, where should we focus more? Well, definitely you need to focus on read aloud. That is the most important task in the speaking module, which obviously contributes to the reading score. So just be very crystal clear in your pronunciations. Read aloud heavily, heavily contributes to the reading score. Other than that, for speaking, obviously all the tasks in speaking are important. Everything contributes in getting 90. But yeah, the first four tasks, which are read aloud, repeat sentence, describe your bench, and retail lecture, are very important in getting you the overall speaking score. And they also contribute to reading and listening. Few of the tasks are integrated, that's why. And yeah, one more thing is that for reading high score, as I said, focus on read aloud, focus on summarize written text, focus also on the fill in the blanks in the reading module. And there's also a task called reorder paragraphs in reading, which is important. And there's a task called highlight incorrect words in reading, which is again important. So just focus on these five tasks mainly. You'll get a good score in reading and speaking also. Thank you. Well, Alfred John has a comment. Is there any problem if my essay does not have 200 words? Is definitely, Alfred, there is a problem because the guideline very clearly states that your answer should be within minimum 200 words to a maximum of 300 words. So it means that if you don't write 200 words, there's going to be a penalty. PT says the penalty is one point. So just be prepared to lose one point as per PT's guideline if you don't follow it. So yes, you have to write 200 words minimum. Maximum should be 300. Thanks. Well, Rahul Sukumaran has a comment as well. In order to improve the score in listening and reading, where should I concentrate? Last two attempts, my score for these two sections are 70 and 73. Well, if you just put these two scores in front of me, it's very difficult to say what to improve because I need to see the entire scorecard. Like what is the score in speaking? What is the score in writing? Like without these two, how will I come in? Yeah, even now you have written that writing was 77. And also write your speaking score, also write your fluency score, also write your pronunciation score. Like just, you know, giving these scores will not help me in understanding what is your performance, right? But yeah, if you want to improve your speaking, I mean, if you want to improve your reading and listening, try to be pretty accurate in read aloud, which is the first task in speaking. Also try to be very accurate with summarized written text. Just see that you are picking up the important information from the passage and including it in your, in your one sentence summary. Also, be very careful with the reading fill in the blanks because reading fill in the blanks contribute heavily to the reading score. And reorder paragraphs and also highlight incorrect words. But mainly focus on speaking, read aloud, writing, summarize written text, reading, fill in the blanks. If these three tasks are perfect, Generally, it's really difficult not to get 79. So you should get 79 plus. Focus on these main tasks. And as you've written, speaking was 90. Yeah, agreed. Speaking can be 90 because it's very easy generally to get 90 in speaking. Because speaking as a main contributor has oral fluency. That pushes up the speaking score. 
but maybe if you're not reading it aloud, I mean reading aloud in the correct way, the reading score is going to be down. So just be a bit careful on read aloud. And as I said, also focus on um, summarized written text. Now, as far as listening is concerned, I would suggest you to focus on answer short question, also on retail lecture, summarize spoken text, listening fill-ups, highlight incorrect words, and write from dictation. Just focus on these six tasks. Actually, even repeat sentences is very important. So I don't know, like you know, like you've written that fluency was eighty-five, pronunciation was seventy-nine. So yes, then definitely the problem is with oral fluency because eighty-five in oral fluency suggests that you're not fluent. And if you're not fluent, still you can get 90 in speaking because the software works in that way. But maybe your reading and listening score will be a bit low. And that's what has happened with you, as I suspected. That's why I asked you write your full score so that I can understand it a bit better. So mainly I'm trying to say is that maybe you're taking a few incorrect pauses or maybe you're taking um, no pauses in the tasks where you should take some pause. Something like that is happening. That's why your oral fluency is less. Maybe it also could be something with your speed at which you are speaking. Maybe you are too fast, maybe you are too slow in a few of the important tasks. That's why maybe, you know, reading and listening are a bit low. So try to analyze your speaking, get it evaluated by somebody who is, uh, you know, who is uh, like a really experienced person with PT so that they can help you out with your read aloud. Well, Alfred has another comment. Whether the words like at, to, my can be considered a word in a Yeah, of course, of course they are a word, right? When a word... What is a word? Anything you write with a space, before a space, after a space, that's one word. So yes, it is a word. It will be considered a word, yes. The answer to your question is yes. Well, I think I've covered up most of the questions, I think, which are important, like most of the mistakes which should be avoided at all costs. So in speaking, try to be very confident. Don't be too relaxed as well with the word, I mean, you know, with the voice, because it has to be slightly confident. That's what the software looks for. If it's a bit too passive, if the speed is a bit too slow, then again, the score goes down. So try to be a bit alert about these factors in speaking. In writing, just be very careful. Don't make mistakes of spelling, grammar, um, typing mistakes, because those things only count a lot. And generally, if you check the scores of all my students, they almost always have 90 in written discourse. They almost always have 90 in grammar, spelling, fluency is 90, pronunciation is also very close to 90, vocabulary is also 90. So, you know, the enabling skills also play an important role in pushing up the whole score. Because if your basics are solid, then you generally get a very high score in PT. It's not at all difficult because the questions are also quite repetitive. And that's why the prediction part is pretty helpful in knowing which questions will or might come in the real exam. Well, in the reading section, be careful with the time management. And in listening, as I said, in summarized spoken text, listening fill in the blanks and write from dictation, try to be very, very accurate with spellings and grammar. Grammar is what mainly decides the score. So summarized spoken text, please be super careful, otherwise it's gonna be a big problem. All right, so friends, I think I've covered up almost all the main tasks, all the important things, all the small things, the big things. Just focus on the big picture and try to be a bit pumped up before the test. You know, just keep your confidence high, keep your boost, I mean, morale a bit high. Because if the confidence drops, if you're a bit nervous, then it's pretty easy to make mistakes. And mistakes is what ruins the test. So just be a bit relaxed. All right, so friends, I'll just leave the day for you all. Well, my name is Malcolm, and if you have any comments, you can leave in the comment section. Next week, again, we'll come up with a live session. And yeah, we've got like a lot, lot of students joining at a new location as well. Yeah, one very important announcement. We also open a new branch. I take the classes over there as well. So now at two locations in the city, we take classes. Both are in Melbourne CBD. One of our offices is the main office in the heart of the city at Collins Street. It's 290 Collins Street, level two. 
and the new location that's only for Aussies education mainly it's for education purposes we started our PT classes there as well it's right bang on just next to Flinders Street station if you get down at Flinders Street station you'll see the McDonald's there's a big McDonald's right opposite to the station and it's just the adjoining building where we have the class you can just see the building right from the Flinders Street station iconic location iconic company pretty close by so you can just have the services right at the end of the station. As soon as you get down, you'll see me over there. All right, so thank you so much. I enjoyed the class. I enjoyed the time. See you all next week. Till then, think PT, think Malcolm, think PT tutorials. Thank you. Bye.